Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali, and I are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. We're back in the book of Job. We're going to be looking at Job chapter 31 today. Job, Job's friends have gone round and round in this big uh, battle of words. They're arguing uh, about uh, Job's position, you know, and we, we talked yesterday about the danger, you know, we see when, when, when we try to judge one another. We try to judge things around us. We try to judge ourselves. It's based on our circumstances, right? Because we don't have the insight of God from heaven. God's giving us the insight from heaven in the first chapter, and we're seeing all this, but we're seeing man's insight from where his position is. His position is so low, he doesn't know God's, um, God's purposes. And even though man can try to put it together uh, from what he can see as circumstantial evidence on things, this book is showing us that even with man's thinking and his ability to discern things, he cannot know God's ways and God's wisdom. So uh, Job basically uh, now cuts his friends off. He is now giving his final thing, and he is just going to town. And basically, um, Job is now justifying himself um, and his McGee teaches, instead of trying to justify what God's been doing, his pride is blocking his repentance. So, hitting some of the high points in chapter 31, I have made a covenant with my eyes. How then could I gaze at a virgin? What would be my portion from God above and my heritage from the Almighty on high? In other words, look at me. I'm trying to live a moral, righteous life, and I am just keeping my eyes focused on what God wants me to do. Verse 3, is not calamity for the unrighteous and disaster for workers of the iniquity? Does not he see my ways and number my steps? In other words, these are rhetorical questions. God sees everything I'm doing. He's numbering my steps. If I've walked with falsehood and my foot has hastened to deceit, let me be weighed in a just balance and let God know my integrity. He wants God to know how much he's been trying to do good. 
and doing good. He's living sort of in pride of what he's accomplished before his friends or community. If my step is turned aside from the way and my heart is gone after my eyes, uh, and if any spot has stuck to my hands, then let me sow and another eat. In other words, and let what grows for me be rooted out. In other words, if I've done anything wrong, let God take it away from me. Verse 9, if my heart has been enticed toward a woman and I've lain in wait, laid in wait at my neighbor's door, you know, he's talking about adultery, then let my wife's grind for another, my wife grind for another and let others bow down on her. In other words, take my own wife away if I've been untruthful. Verse 13, if I've rejected the calls of my maidservant or my maidservant when they brought a complaint against me, you know, he's saying, if I've caused people trouble, if I've mistreated my servants. Verse 16, if I've withheld anything that the poor desired or have caused the eyes of the widow to fail, you know, if I've done anything to these fragile individuals in society. Verse 19, if I've seen anyone perish for lack of clothing or the needy without covering, if I've raised my hand against the fatherless because I saw my help in the gate. In other words, if I've mistreated other people, let God judge me. Verse 29, if I've rejected, excuse me, if I've rejoiced at the ruin of him who hated me or exulted when evil overtook him, or verse 32, if the sojourner has not lodged in the street, I've opened my doors to the traveler. In other words, I've been fair to the people who hate me, and I've been hospitable to the people who are traveling without a place to stay. Verse 33, if I have concealed my transgressions as others do by hiding my iniquity in my heart. Okay. He's saying, look, no, my, my heart's an open book to God. And I'm, I'm not concealing it. Verse 35. Oh, that I had one to hear me. Here is my signature. Let the Almighty answer me. In other words, I'm signing my name on the dotted line. Please, Lord, hear me. I just wish somebody could understand me and judge me properly. I mean, he's really calling out for Jesus, isn't he? He doesn't know it. Oh, that I had the indictment written by my adversary. In other words, if you're going to bring charges against me, I just I would like to know what they are. I lived a good life. I mean, Job has justified himself, except he's not justified his pride, has he? And this is tough. This is tough. We see a life without Jesus, and we see a life without brokenness. And we said in Job earlier, J-O-B, Jesus ordains brokenness. You can't be ordained by Jesus until you're broken. Not broken physically, but broken in heart, in spirit. It's not an argument to be one, because none of us 
can stand before Christ. So we're going to stop here. We'll turn the rest of the podcast over to our co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. Look forward to your study on this today. And as always, from me to all of you, God bless you. Keep your hearts centered on Christ on this great spiritual battlefield. And we'll see you next time tomorrow as we continue our study through the book of Job. And as always, our prayers go up for sweet Emma and sweet Jean. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Job chapter 31, beginning at verse 1, all the way through to chapter 32, verse 1 to verse 3. So we have a lengthy discourse of Job here. Job is responding to his friends. <clears throat> so his first two friends um, actually responded. And the last one didn't say anything. So Job just went on. So Job's friends actually accused him of being a hypocrite. <clears throat> and a liar and he comes out defending himself and the moment he defended himself he of course accused god so <clears throat> job is justifying himself and not god so he's saying that in this matter god is wrong and he is right in as much as you know his friends didn't manage to <clears throat> correct him and win him over and um you know they all they just did was accuse him so this you know, in as much as yeah, his friends were wrong in this particular instance, not in this particular instance, not that what they were saying was actually wrong, but it wasn't just fitting into Job's situation. That didn't make Job right. <clears throat> so the correct position and real wisdom is to condemn ourselves today and not stand in the position that Job was actually standing um, in. So it's best we judge ourselves, lest we be judged. So, <clears throat> and actually just not vindicate ourselves as when we do that, we imply so so when we do that god impugns himself and he actually points out our sins and oh trust me he god will point out our sins so we should <clears throat> cast ourselves upon god and once we do this god becomes our justifier and there is nothing but wrath for the self-righteous and there is nothing but grace for the self-judged so from chapter 29, we see Job speak so much about himself and what he has done. <clears throat> he lacks a certain amount of um, humility, humbleness. So there is no brokenness of spirit. Um, and his friends didn't actually break him. So, you know, like Dr. J.V. McGee has said it, Job is suffering from a case of perpendicular eye-aetis. So it was about I, I, I and everything that I've done. So pride is a characteristic of human nature. We are born like that with this prideful nature. We should always put ourselves in check and make sure, <clears throat> you know, <clears throat> we judge ourselves. We should have a humbleness and brokenness of spirit when we approach God. That's the best view that we'll get of God. So God wants us to come. God wants us when we come to him. And, you know, this book of Job reveals this to be... <clears throat> you know, to be real before him. We can't put a defense for ourselves, you know, and just say, oh, no, I, I did this because of, you know, we, we begin to just self-justify. So it's no use to try and build up ourselves if we are, um, you know, some great person or, you know, we've achieved so much and we've done so many great things um, <clears throat> for nothing. He's actually sure. 
because you may try and say oh i'm coming to you god on this basis that because i'm such and such a person in society or then this and this for you know this certain group of people or you know for society and all so the day of the lord will be against everything high and lifted up it's wisdom for us to take a low and broken place so it's the low place that we get our best view of god and his salvation so pride was a problem of job and you know we can't improve ourselves by <clears throat> you know lowering god's standards or to make out um as if he is satisfied with us <clears throat> we need to humble ourselves in view of our failures but we are to hold on to the great truth of god so it's the broken and the contrite spirit that god wants on the part of those that are his own so job justified himself instead of justifying god and these friends didn't actually lead job to condemn himself so we have you know a couple of um, texts from scripture verses from scripture that talk about a contrite spirit and if we turn to the book of psalms that's psalms 34 <clears throat> psalms 34 verse 18 um reads psalms 34 verse 18 reads the lord is near to those who have a broken heart and saves such uh, as have a contrite spirit so this is what real repentance is when we come to that position and we need to recognize you know as david recognized in the penitential psalm that's in psalms 51 verse 17 <clears throat> which reads the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart these O oh god you will not despise so we don't come to god to trade with him or to do business no we don't do that um, we come to God with a contrite spirit. And in Isaiah, <clears throat> Isaiah 57, 15, it reads, For thus is the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. So when people, you know, who are doing God's work <clears throat> are not humble, it's just a bad picture. You know, it's it's a bad picture, especially the people in the church. They just are not humble and they just, you know, it's, it's, I think it's actually worse than somebody who is not even a child of God to have that pride. And so in chapter 31, Job is putting himself on the back he's oh, sorry not putting, he's putting himself on the back and Job is saying that he is not guilty of the common ordinary sensual sins that he's been uh, actually that he has actually been a good person <clears throat> so verse 1 of chapter 31 reads i have made a covenant with my eyes why then should i look upon a young woman so he makes it clear that he had lived a clean life and he didn't ch chase after women verse 2 goes on to read for what is the 
allotment of God from above and the inheritance of the Almighty from on high. Verse 3, is it not destruction for the wicked and disaster for the workers of iniquity? So he's still, he's actually still um, pointing his finger on to others who actually commit these sins and he says they are to be judged and here he actually stands in judgment he's being judged but he's also pointing at the fingers and fingers at other people and he can't just phantom why it should actually come to him when he's such a good man verse 4 goes on to read does he not see my ways and count all my steps if i have walked with falsehood or if my foot has hastened to deceit let me be weighed let me be weighed on honest scales that god may know my integrity oh he's talking about integrity he's boasting and he's talking about integrity we're gonna see you know how his integrity is gonna crumble when um god speaks verse 7 goes on to read if my step has turned from the way or my heart walked after my eyes or if any spot adheres to my hands then let me show that let me sow and another eat yes let my harvest be rooted out so job is saying that if he has lived like some of the others have lived the other people there who who are just open sinners then he hasn't lived in sin and this man here is actually standing proud like a peacock verse 9 goes on to read if my heart has been enticed by a woman or if I have lurked at my neighbor's door, then let my wife grind for another. So in other words, he's saying that if I've done this, then let my wife be taken. If he has been you know, untrue and unfaithful, all the things Job is actually saying about himself are actually true, except he has that blind spot, which is the things that have led him to actually defend himself before his friends which he can't let up he must um actually boast about himself that's what he's doing so there are actually christians like this today who actually boast and are full of pride so this is one of the things that make our churches cause today because you just find people who talk about themselves and their achievements and all and they don't actually don't focus on god verse 13 goes on to read um, yeah, I'll drop down to verse 13. And verse 13 reads, If I have despised the cause of my male and female servants when they complained against me. So he says he was a good employer. So he had been considerate of others. So this is where, you know, like Dr. Gabe McGee says, capital meets labor. And he was good to his labor. Dropping down to verse 16, it reads, If I have kept the poor from their desire or caused the eyes of the widow to fall. So he had done this. And all this is boasting, you know, all the things he has actually done. Verse 19 goes on to read, If I have seen anyone perish for lack of clothing or any poor man without covering. So, you know, he actually helped the poor. So he had a poverty program way before, you know, everyone else. Verse 21 goes on to read, if I have raised my hand against the fatherless when I saw I had help in the gate. So he took care of the orphans. So he's boasting of these things that he had that he did. He's lifted up with so much pride. So now that he's in trouble, he's saying that God is wrong and unjust and there is a lot 
of us saying these things like i'm a good person i do all these things that's what job is saying so we should take our lowly place and praise god and see his name you know we should take our lowly place in the dust Verse, uh, dropping down on the way to verse 29 it reads if i have rejoiced at the destruction of him who hated me or lifted myself up when evil found him so he said he didn't actually rejoice at his enemy's troubles dropping down all the way to verse 32 it reads mm. but no sojourner had to lodge in the street for i have opened my doors to the traveler verse 33 if i have covered my transgressions as adam by hiding my iniquity in my bosom so he says he's out with it he's actually confessed everything um according to him but and actually he has but he hasn't confessed his pride dropping down to verse 35 verse 35 reads oh that i had one to hear me here is my mark oh that the almighty would answer me that my prosecutor had written a book surely i would carry it on my shoulder and bind it on me like a crown so he's actually saying that he would actually let his enemy write a book about what that the enemy thinks of him and job would actually wear it around like a necktie and walk up and down with the streets and say and say look this is what my enemy is is says about me and he praises me so job is actually boasting here so now we get to chapter 32 and chapter 32 job's three friends now they give up and uh, verse one goes on to read so these three men cease answering job that's his three friends um and job job because he was righteous in his own eyes so here this is true but you know job is righteous in his own eyes but he's not righteous before god so this all took place you know this whole banter it took place before a you know a great crowd that had actually gathered before the dump heaps because this was intriguing to them so they and there in the crowd there stood a young man called um elihu right and he was in the crowd and he actually decided to speak out now, after everyone had spoken out so he decided to speak out later on because he was just so like moved and just like this you know job's friends are not actually speaking in his situation so he decided to speak out and he saw that job's three friends had no answer for job and that there were two things here um job was vindicating himself he was justifying himself so verse two goes on to read then the wrath of elihu the son of barak Chal, the Buzite of the family of Ram. So here, this one, he's, he's actually a member, uh, Elihu, he's a member of one of the Arab tribes in that day. So here it says, um, the son of Barachel, the Buzite of the family of Ram, was aroused against Job. His wrath was aroused because he justified himself rather than God. So like we've seen here job justified himself rather than god so job was saying that god is wrong and he is right so he doesn't have the answer but you know elihu will see he doesn't have the answer but he has a lot to say but he's closer to the answer and um to the answer the the, the what job's friends failed to actually highlight to him 
Okay, so this is our teaching for today. Thank you all very much for listening in. God bless you all and have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Mm.